Welcome to What's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we're gonna to be talking about the buzz around town about Barry Morphew speaking out in the Suzanne Morphew case after three silent months. But first, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button below, click that notification bell, please share and please like. Now, let's get into it. Three months after Colorado mom Suzanne Morphew went missing, Suzanne's husband, Barry Morphew, chatted with Lauren Scharf from Fox News in a phone interview. This was on Tuesday, August 18th, 2020, a few days after I released my Barry Morphew video and just two weeks after Suzanne and Barry's 26th wedding anniversary. Lauren has been trying for several months to contact Barry and he finally responded and said yes. And I had wondered how this was going to play out and thought there was no way that Barry would actually do a live interview on camera. And sure enough, we see that even though Lauren was able to talk to Barry on the phone, she said it was a 30 minute phone call and he refused to have it recorded and he refused to be on camera and refused to meet Lauren face to face. This is what Lauren shared with us. She said there was a brief call first and then Barry had Lauren call him back. He said he had unfair coverage of his wife's disappearance and it had painted him in a bad light and convinced him to stay silent. And that's a fair statement that people have painted him in a bad light. They always look, you know, at the closest relationships first. But there are some Barry supporters, and the part where it actually perks my ears up is where he said it convinced him to stay silent. And I feel like that's not really true because the first week that Suzanne went missing, he told reporters that it's just too soon. And my question and a lot of people's question is too soon for what? Your wife is missing. And then a week later, he puts out a 25 second video. So minus 25 seconds and three words of just too soon. I mean, he's really been silent from the beginning, right? Pretty much except for Tyson's video, but that wasn't on Barry's control or on his accord. Barry says, I'm afraid of what is out there. People don't know the truth, so they're gonna think what they're gonna think. You're right. People don't know the truth. Interestingly, you technically don't know the truth either. So Barry, if you are listening to this, can you please clarify what you mean by people don't know the truth? Truth about what? People don't know the truth about what happened, about you, because wouldn't it be we all don't know the truth so they're just gonna think what they're gonna think. What do you know that we don't? Interesting. On the phone call, Barry offered some theories as well to Lauren as to what happened to Suzanne. Theory number one, Suzanne may have been attacked by an animal. Theory number two, an accident with someone on the road. And theory three, a run-in with someone who knows her well. And the first two theories are consistent with what Barry said in the video with Tyson, with one exception. But let's talk about theory one, Suzanne may have been attacked by an animal. I just want to touch upon, this is what he said in Tyson's video about being attacked by a mountain lion. I also want to mention that the authorities eliminated that theory right from the beginning that they highly doubt it was an animal. Theory two was the accident with someone on the road. He mentioned that as well in Tyson's video. Theory three, 
run in with someone who knows her well. In Tyson's video, his third theory was that Suzanne had been abducted. And the third theory here is of a run in with someone who knows her well. Barry, I couldn't agree more that she probably had a run in with someone who knows her well. I am surprised though that there isn't the wording of abduction in here and I believe in my opinion that Lauren would have added it and included that in here if he did use it. But we don't have that 30 minutes worth of conversation either. So Barry, can you please explain what the run-in would be with someone who knows her well? Can you please elaborate on that? And you can send your theory to me, just email it to me at itsacrimeandashame at gmail.com. Let's just get that cleared up. Now in Lauren's article, she said, he said he has continued to search for Suzanne, the mother of his two daughters, despite the public's apparent perception, he isn't doing enough. He says, my wife and I have been in love since 1988 and she's the love of my life. And I continue to search for her every day and I will until I find her. I promise and I promised my girls that. Side note, there is that division again when he says, my girls. And in the other video, his 25 second video, he says your girls when he talked to Suzanne on video. It's my girls here and in his 25 second video, your girls. Please, we'll do whatever it takes to bring you back. We love you, we miss you, your girls need you. No questions asked, however much they want. I will do whatever it takes to get you back. Honey, I love you. Barry goes on to say, we don't know why God does what he does, but we have to trust him. He says, this is the most devastating thing that has ever happened to me, but I have got to keep my faith and trust in God. And Suzanne trusted the Lord. And if one person got saved from this, she would think it was worth it. And we are just a godly, loving, caring family, and this thing is just a tragedy. Two things here when he says, and Suzanne trusted the Lord, and if one person got saved from this, she would think it was worth it. What are your thoughts on this one line? Please let me know in the comments below. And in that same paragraph, this thing is just a tragedy. This thing. He says, it's been three months, I'm still devastated, I'm still in a lot of pain, my heart is breaking for the loss of my wife. Who said she's dead? Those words are usually when somebody's dead, not missing, in my opinion. I could be wrong. I mean, granted, it doesn't look good that she's been gone for three months, and, but wouldn't it be more appropriate to say that she's missing or my heart is breaking that my wife is missing I wish I knew where she was it's just for the loss of my wife and I guess in a way he would be grieving in a sense that you know she's been gone for three months so I'm gonna give him a break there but at the same time I looked at my husband and said hey Mr. Linda would you say my heart is breaking for the loss of my wife if I was missing? And I'm not even kidding. I looked at him and he looked at me and said, yeah, if I killed you. Um, okay. Now, Lauren touched on the topic of a polygraph and she said that Suzanne's family said that Barry was asked 
by CBI agents to do two polygraphs, and each time he turned them down. Barry's response to Lauren is, I've never been asked to do a polygraph. There is nothing that I am hiding. I have given three 30 hours of testimony to the FBI and the CBI. I've answered every question, every single question. Now, three times 30 hours of testimony, that's interesting. That's 90 hours of testimony. And that's basically saying, you know, 3.75 straight days worth of testimony. And he says three 30 hours of testimony. So he would have been doing a testimony for a full day plus six hours three times. And I automatically wonder if this is accurate or if it's more along the lines of his exaggeration in the Tyson video when he said it was a 200 mile radius that he covered, which would be the state of Colorado, and 400 tours that his buddy, who's an army ranger, did in Iraq and Afghanistan. Now, Barry did admit on the phone call that there was an inconsistency in one time he gave the investigators. He said, it was only because I didn't know the time that I did something, a mechanical thing to my bobcat. I was confused and I just found out my wife was missing and I was a little bit not in my right mind when they were asking me these questions, but I did the best I could and I answered everything. I never once declined any interview. So Barry, what mechanical thing was done to your Bobcat and which day was it? Are you talking about Saturday night, the night before Suzanne was reported missing, the same night that communication to Suzanne's best friend just quickly, abruptly stopped? Like, which which day was that? We're a little unclear. Was it the loud noise that the neighbor heard in the middle of the night on the job site in Salida? Or is this something that happened after the report that your wife of 26 years was missing. It's a little unclear here. So it'd be great if you could clarify. Now in Lauren's report, she says, regardless of what others may think, Barry said a big concern of his is the way in which the Chafee County Sheriff's Office has handled the investigation. He says, the Sheriff's Department screwed this whole thing up from the beginning and now they are trying to cover it up and blame it on me. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He talked about when the deputies found Suzanne's bike, he found it particularly troubling. He says, my buddy was there right after that and he said that they completely destroyed the evidence and he tried to stop them, but they wouldn't listen to him and he said, this is not CSI. There's no evidence for the investigators to see because the sheriff's department completely obliterated it. We did see this in Tyson's video that Barry was talking about how the sheriff had botched everything up. In the same breath though, he told Tyson that if Tyson found anything to don't touch it and just give it to the sheriff. 
So I find that interesting because that's a discrepancy in what he believes. The sheriff totally botched things, yet he's going to be okay with Tyson giving the same things that the sheriff's botch to give that to the sheriff. Now, in Lauren's report, she also talked about a manager at the Poncha Market in Salida who said that on May 12th, just two days after Suzanne was reported missing, he went there and gave a note to her with a description of a bike, helmet, and bike clothing. The manager said it was odd that he didn't give a description of what she looked like. Have a look. Someone had knocked on the window. And it was Barry Morpheus questioning his search methods. He went right down like a description of maybe what she was wearing. Tiffany Butala, a manager at Poncha Market, says Barry came to the store on May 12th with a brief note. I really thought it was weird because he didn't explain what her color, her eyes were, or her hair, or anything about her, you know, like how tall she was or anything. Now, interesting in this, I've said this before, the cops didn't give the description out of Suzanne either. We talk a lot about that. No description of her hair color, her eye color, her height, her weight, not officially. We heard it from others, but not from the authorities and not from her missing poster. It's a very important piece and the truth is in the details. So the note says baby blue bike, helmet, bike clothing. There's no descriptions, not of her full name, her hair color, her eye color, her height, her weight, absolutely nothing. Just descriptions of what you might find maybe without Suzanne. That to me is really strange in my opinion. My question is, are these coincidentally the items that were placed, I mean found, at the side of the road? The article, as Barry put it. The authorities and the reporters called it personal item or personal items, not article. But I'm curious at this point, this is an odd behavior. Now Suzanne's dad and brother were speaking out as well and they said they were so grateful for everyone helping in the search for Suzanne. It was really, really touching. And they said they've kept quiet so they could preserve the investigation. They don't want to do anything to get in the way. Suzanne's brother stated how he won't stop until he finds his little sister. And he was so passionate in how he was talking about her. You can tell that he's on a mission. He said whether or not Suzanne is found alive or not, he won't stop until his sister is home. It was really, really touching. What are your thoughts about Barry refusing to be recorded or to see Lauren in person? Perhaps the phone was something safe for Barry and my guess is a lot more comfortable no matter what his status is. I don't quite understand though why he wouldn't meet Lauren in person and just ask that it not be recorded. I find that interesting. Let's have a chit chat below and we can talk about this interview and just give me your thoughts on what you think about this whole thing. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and please share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.